What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the positive truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing stupendous. How are you doing, Tim? Amazing. We have our top five favorite positive news stories of the week, an inspirational story from Tim, for real this time. <laughs> and you know, we're never going to stop stop talking about Olympic stories, so we're doing Paralympic stories this week because they just started. And we have some super awesome ones. So Tim, what do you have for your first top five positive news story of the week? My very first one is about a young drummer named Nandi Bushell. She's 11 years old. And in August of 2020, she actually challenged Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters to a drum off. Um, she obviously did this online and was pretty awesome was is that Grohl even responded back and they had uh, a little drum off. It was pretty cool to see. But then what actually happened recently this year, this 11 year old girl on Thursday at a live show in California, she had the opportunity to play with the Foo Fighters themselves to the same song she challenged Grohl with and it was an amazing experience. The reason why I love this story so much is because this little girl went from hearing her favorite drummer to challenging him to actually playing on the same stage with him within a year because she dreamed big and she wasn't scared to go after it. And this gave me definitely a sense of hope. So I wanted to share this with our listeners at The Positive Truth. Absolutely. That was a really good story, Tim. Take that, world. <laughs> My first positive news story is about a man who is determined to help his country and his region. He is from India. I cannot pronounce his name correctly, so I'm going to call him Rashtok. And for the past 10 years, he's, he's planted 750,000 trees. He's done that in his district, and his goal is to make his entire state greener in the next 10 years. Basically, he was like, We've, I've planted 750,000. I've inspired people to plant 5 million trees. We can plant here in the next 10 years another 2, two million over here in this forest, another 2 million over here, and we have the whole area more green. It just goes to show you everywhere in India, there's been a trend, a positive trend of planting more trees, and we need that to come over here to the United States. So shout out to him giving back and inspiring his whole community and turning it green on his own. I'm loving it, man. 750,000 trees is amazing. Like, for real. Capital A. What do you got, Tim? Man, my next one is about an 81-year-old river man, or river man, <laughs> an 81-year-old man named River Dave. His real name is David Ledstone, and he became famous on accident um, after his house, his cabin, actually caught on fire and was destroyed. Um, he'd been living off the grid for decades we're talking about almost three decades and um, he didn't own the property he lived in but he did have permission from the previous owners of the property where he could stay there I mean it's been 20 plus years almost 30 years so he really didn't think about moving he was just doing his best to stay off the grid he had uh, some animals and all that good stuff but issue was is that the new owners to this property wanted him out um, he basically was like yo I have permission to be here I don't have anywhere to go I'm not bothering anybody there's nobody here they ended up going into court a few times and one time while he was at court, his cabin actually caught on fire. When his cabin caught on fire while he was at court, he returned back. His animals were okay, but everything was destroyed. So him, his chickens, his cats, um, they were out of a home completely. And he doesn't have any family around. Again, he's living off the grid. So whenever, you know, one of his friends 
found out and he did have friends because you see he was right there off that riverbank and there was all kind of kayaks and people just going by that would happen to make friends with him if they got tired they would rest there and he would end up talking to him and people just came to know who he was and they came to like him so when people found out they immediately got online and started to go fund me they were trying to do anything they can to, to help him um, people heard his story they immediately fell in love they raised fifteen thousand dollars like it was nothing really really fast within a week but then they never thought this would happen a billionaire on the other side of the world basically um ceo of plantier technologies alexander carp he reached out to lidstone and wrote him a personal check to the tune of one hundred and eighty thousand mm. dollars for living expenses um he basically heard about his story he felt that it was t terrible and he knew he could do something about it so he did um it's just an awesome story to me where it's you don't even know anybody or anything around there and then all of a sudden you read something that touches you so you do something about it stories like this definitely inspire me to do more better or to do better in my life for sure he was a positive influ influence on his community and the people around him and that inspired people across the planet to help him out when he needed it take that world Woo! so we like talking about individuals changing the world we also like talking about companies changing the world especially when they're doing the right thing we like to talk about it here on the positive truth podcast to get more of these large companies to give back and help out everyone and airbnb says it plans to temporarily house 20,000 afghan refugees basically the ceo has urged airbnb hosts to reach out to him if they want to host a refugee family and pledge to connect with them and the right people at the company. No one is forcing the host to do this. Airbnb is just making it possible for hosts to connect and help in whatever way they can to help with all the Afghan refugees. I think that's really awesome. That is awesome, man, for sure. Definitely needed to hear that. And for my last story, the whitest and perhaps the oldest single coral in the Great Barrier Reef have, has been discovered and it's in excellent health. That's a positive news story just in that sentence alone because we talked about the Great Barrier Reef not doing so well a few years ago. And now it's doing better. Way better. And they're finding new coral and it's amazing. Nice. They, they, they hadn't discovered this before? Have not discovered it. It's the the ocean floor <laughs> is a mystery. Man, that's like the scariest thing in the world for me. You know what's not scary? Audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? So I'm grateful for stories like we talked about. I did. I was gonna. I was literally waiting for this moment to talk about this. But there's a lady at one of my jobs. She walks by all the time. For over two years now, I've seen her. I finally was able to talk to her a few months ago, and she doesn't speak English. Um, very hard to understand, but she's homeless. She walks around picking up cans all day. As I got to get to know her these last few weeks, I finally, I understand her enough to where it's like we're able to have five to 10 minute conversations and it's, it's cool. We sit down, we talk, I give her a water and some fruit and we just chill for a little bit. But I ended up finding out the reason why she walks around every single day, she picks up cans, picks up cans so she can pay for food and her medicine. That's what she does. She does have a place to live, but can't. Uh, cans are for her food and for her medicine. She doesn't pick up cans, no food, no medicine. So she walks around and people like us, we donate, you know, water, some fruit, and she gets by every day is what she was letting me know. And it just blew my mind that this woman's been doing this for two years, plus even longer, but I've just noticed it for the last two years. So I went out my way and I had some cans at home that I save up for myself, but I was like, I'll just bring them to her. Well, it was a half bag of cans. And when I say she got so freaking happy, it was like Christmas morning to her. She jumped up and down. She turned this 
older woman had no business jumping up and down. She got to hurt herself. But it was one of the coolest things ever. We sat down, we had water, had our fruit, we talked for a minute, and then she just went about her day going to look for more cans. She comes by every day, so I know I'm going to see her again. But it was just one of those things where it's like, man, I would have never done that or thought to do that. I would have went about my day because I was so busy and stressed out with work, which you understand, JP. I'm sure everybody out there understands. But doing all these positive news stories for so many years made me stop and think like, I can do something little and I can help. So let me go ahead and do it. And when I tell you it was rewarding, oh my gosh, like it just gave me that little extra push where it's like, ah, no matter what I'm going through, things can always be worse. This is okay. Extra positive news story <laughs> with Tim. Facts. Nice, man. That's what you put in the group chat message, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, sometimes when I'm busy, I'm just like, what is Tim talking about? <laughs> so, okay, yeah, so uh, have we put the bucket in the... We have not put the bucket in here. I mean, I forgot the other day myself while I was working. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I feel so bad the very next day because I gave her the cans the very next day. Yeah, we got to do that. Nice, Tim. Well, I have to follow that up. <laughs> Take that, world. <laughs> um, I... Re- Sometimes you read stuff online and it doesn't apply to you and it makes you realize how blessed you are. And sometimes you know you can't read everything. Everything you read online isn't true. But I saw this stat. It's like you spent 70 years of your life falling, trying to fall asleep in bed. And in my head, I was like, I can't remember the time I last time I tried to fall asleep because it's like instantaneous. And I feel like that's a blessing. There's, I, there's no problem sleeping over here. So that's what I'm grateful for. Bars. I felt like you yesterday. I put my head down on the pillow and woke up three hours later like, ah, oh, my neck. Let me get up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a rule. Like, I never never make me horizontal during the day. It's, oh, it's an instant nap. <laughs> Done with. <laughs> Quotes by JP. <laughs> <laughs> well, after your inspirational story of your life, you want to follow it up with your own inspirational story for the people? Yeah, absolutely, man. I have a short one, but I actually enjoyed it. So I have this model, aka, I'm just kidding. He's a veterinarian, but this dude looks like a model in this picture for sure. He actually does something really, really cool, and I definitely see him as a hero now. His name is uh, Quayne Stewart, and he's from Modesto, California. Um, he was at a convenience store one morning, right? And he's got his coffee like he does every single morning and he spotted this homeless man with his back against the building um it was 2011 by the way and uh basically you know the great recession it messed up a lot of people they were they went homeless he just didn't have enough to afford but he noticed this homeless man had a dog and this dog kind of had a chewed up skin um signs of an allergic reaction to, to fleas in all reality he's a veterinarian he understood so he goes over and he had some flea medication actually in his car because that's what he does so he offered the the medication to the man and the man of course was readily accepted it like thank you so much um he remembered returning about a week and a half later and he saw the dog was doing a lot better and not only did he see the dog was doing a lot better the man came up to Stuart and was like hey i want to say thank you so much my dog is finally sleeping and now i'm getting sleep and he started crying he said Stuart said he that teared him up so much that he knew he couldn't stop doing this so in 2011 that's when he began 10 years ago he started going around um, his hometown, Modesto, California, going in the alleys, any dark place where he felt like anybody that was homeless was sleeping, and he would go ask to check their animals. You see, he feels that everybody needs an animal, especially the homeless, because at the end of the day, for this homeless community, these pets, their home is wherever their owner is. So no matter where they're sleeping, that pet feels at home, but these pets also aren't getting taken care of. So he wanted to do his part. He feels like I could do this, I can afford to do this, so he's paying for most of this out of his own pocket. Now there are some procedures that he can't afford, so 
There's times where he runs into an animal that he can't perform anything on the streets where he has to take them in. He started to go fund me for that. And with that, he's been able to take care of animals this last 10 years. We're talking about over 400 dogs, 400 animals altogether since 2011. A few cats, um, a python, mostly dogs he's taken care of. Yeah, I said python, <laughs> but mostly dogs he's taken care of, care of for sure. Um, he basically feels like this is like a need. He, What I told you earlier in this episode about how it just was super rewarding that's exactly what he said he said there was something that is given back whenever he helps these people with animals the smile that he gets to see a week and a half two weeks later when these dogs are doing better when people are getting sleep it brings him a sense of joy that nothing else in his life can give him he said it doesn't matter how much money i make it doesn't matter how much i receive i have to keep doing this and i'm going to keep doing it i thought this story was really really awesome and inspiring because i know we talked about a woman doing it for cats and there's nobody else in the world doing it and at the exact same time just because nobody else in the world is doing it doesn't mean you can't help. And for this, there's a lot of veterinarians out there. How many veterinarians are actually getting on these streets helping out animals that can't afford to get to them? So it was just, man, you're out here doing your thing. And he's 50 years old now, still out here pushing it in these streets, helping out the homeless community. And it's it's amazing. What was his name? Quan Stewart or Quain Stewart. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. Mr. Stewart. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> doing a wonderful job. Just goes to show you, man, healthcare. Got to appreciate them. They're also always doing wonderful things. And just helping people, helping animals can be one of the most rewarding things in life. Who would have known? Before we get to our Paralympic-themed positive news stories, we need to pause for Tim's quotes of the episode, quotes of the day. Do you have a Paralympic one? I don't have a Paralympic one. But the secret of getting ahead is getting started. So speaking of getting started, and we didn't even plan that, my first Paralympic story is about Trevin Jennifer. He was born with a condition called congenital pschimmel. That's me making a joke because I cannot pronounce it, which caused him to be born without legs. So after watching his siblings be involved in various sports, he was like, I'm not going to let anything stop me. So he started playing wheelchair basketball at the age of four in the Washington metropolitan area. And in his younger years, he became a successful track athlete. He wrestled. He did everything. His goal was, I want to play sports, and I want to go to the military, even though I don't have legs. So in 2009, he got his first glimpse of the Team USA because he made the junior national team for the Paralympics in basketball, and he was like, I got to do this. So he's, he's on the team. He's been on the team for 12 years competing on Team USA, but that's not the cool part. The cool part is he actually, they when he went to apply for the military after college, they said, you don't have legs, you can't apply. Didn't let it stop him. Now he works in the Secret Service. So he's a part of the Secret Service and a part of the Paralympic team. He wakes up at 4.30 every day to go to the gym to get shots up. Comes back home, gets his children dressed, takes them to school every day before work. Goes to work at the Secret Service, comes home, plays with them, does the dinner family thing, puts him to bed, has a home gym, he gets some lifts, gets some more shots up, and does it again every day. Goes to sleep at like 9 or 10. That's a lifestyle, for sure. Goals. <laughs> so, shout-outs to the Paralympic team. Shout-outs to, to Trev and Jennifer. Nobody can stop you. What do you got, Tim Tim? That was a fire story. <laughs> Mine is about Brittany Mason. So you guys all know I'm all about running here. And Brittany, so is she. She was born with Herb's palsy. It's a form of uh, brachial plexus palsy that usually occurs during a difficult delivery of the baby. This affects the nerves and the control muscles of the arm, uh, causing a loss of motion. So in one of her arms, 
it affected her left shoulder really. She just didn't have enough movement in it. But here's a cool thing. At a very young age, sports became therapy for her. It was actually a big part of her being able to get through this during her childhood. She was playing everything and anything. We're talking about gymnastics, swimming, basketball. But then at about 10 years old, she started running track. And that range in her motion was helping her a little bit. She ended up finding out some years later that she can qualify for the Paralympics. So she said, hey, why not? And that's when things got really cool. She um, got involved in the 2009 Dubai World Para Athletics Championships, and she ended up breaking a record, running a 100-meter dash with at 11.89 seconds. What? Exactly. She ended up breaking the world record of Deja Young's 11.92 mark. I mean, she's only 23 years old. She has very big goals this Paralympics running the 100 and the 200. But I just thought it was really awesome the fact that all these track and field athletes have a story. And hers is that I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm out here breaking the rec- breaking records and changing the game for everybody just like me. And that's always awesome in itself, man. Absolutely. So you remember a few weeks ago, because I feel like we've been talking about Olympic stories for like three months. There's the Indian guy from India. Indian, he won the first track and field gold medal for India. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to talk about Avani Likara. We actually pronounced something correctly on the Positive Truth podcast. She won a Paralympic gold medal for shooting in the 10 meter air rifle standing event. It's the first ever gold medal for the country of India in the Paralympics. Breaking down barriers. So in India, there's this idea like there's no point. To participate in the Paralympics, you should just go do something else, do something productive. And here she is, breaking new ground, inspiring other people to get involved, be more athletic, not just people in the Paralympics, but in the regular Olympics as well. And I think it's a really good story. It is. Bars by JP. What do you got, Tim? My last one, man, is about David Brown. If you know anything about the Paralympics, you know who David Brown is. He was diagnosed with Kawasaki disease. He eventually suffered glaucoma and complete blindness by the age of 13, but that did not prevent him at all from overcoming any obstacle. This man is a Paralympian champion. He is the fastest man in Paralympic history, and he is also the first completely blind man to break 11 seconds in the 100-meter dash. I mean, it just doesn't get much faster than that. 10.92, he can't see. It's amazing. He's 28 years old. Um, He actually won this last uh, Olympic Games in Rio in 2016. Um, This is just, he's just an amazing story. I'm sure there's going to be a documentary about this guy really, really soon. But yeah, man, David Brown is my last story of the day. Shout out to him and shout out to all the track and field and the rest of the Paralympic athletes. And shout out to our listeners. We'll be back next week. And we got the bonus episode coming out this Friday of our favorite positive news stories of the week. It's going to be our top five. Favorite positive news stories of the month. I mean, I miss Moke not editing that out. It's okay. But what's special about that is if you're a part of our Patreon, they tell us where we donate our Patreon and our donation money. And since we didn't do it last month because I was too busy, we're doing the double donation for August and July, our favorite positive news stories. So you get the bonus episode coming out this Friday. We appreciate everyone for listening. We are out. Stay positive.